0: Be Valentine's Day. I'm going to talk about happiness. The purpose of happiness. I've always previously talked about love on Valentine's Day, but since I've already talked about love, you know, I figured I'd pick a different topic that's related for Valentine's Day. And we say happy Valentine's Day. So, you know, we can have the Valentine stuff and then we can have the happy stuff and we can talk about both parts of the the holiday, right? <laughs> okay. So, happiness. Well, happiness is neurochemistry, at least in humans. Um That's pretty dry, but, you know, that is what it is in our heads. Happiness is a bunch of things going on that trigger a bunch of other things in our brains that reward us for something. And uh, the purpose of that reward can help us understand what the purpose of life is. It's something that motivates motivates us and rewards us for doing certain things. And the reason we do those certain things primarily allows us to adapt and grow to different situations and for life to continue on. I mean, we all know that the that, that love is a form of happiness for the most part. I mean, we feel happy when we are in love, for the most part. Um, there's com- complications to that, of course, but you know there's the the melancholy of longingness when you're in love and you're not with someone. But the the general idea of love is that it's a rewarding experience and it's an emotional up. And that's the same thing with happiness in general. We have this reward system in our brain that says, uh, do more of that. And we have the very basic stuff, the basic needs stuff, which makes us happy, you know, the sort of, you know, when we eat food that is good for us and we eat uh, things that are nutritious, you know, that makes us happy and we feel warm as opposed to being cold, you know, that makes us happy. So they're, they're the very basic sort of physiological Things that make us happy. Um, but then there are these complicated, messy, weird, crazy things that make some people happy and other people not happy. Um, what's up with that? Um, for example, there are all these ASMR uh, videos on YouTube right now where people whisper and they make crinkling noises and jingling noises. And rustle things around and make little weird noises. Now, why do some people feel like crazy happy with that? Uh, similar question. Why do some people feel really happy gambling? But other people are just like, eh, whatever. You know, some people just they have that craving to gamble and... So they spend so much of their lives doing it, and, and, you know, dangerously so sometimes. And then other people are like, yeah, whatever, you know, it's just not, okay, you know, fine. You know, they might play a game here or there, but, you know, it's just not that interesting to them. So, so why do we have these com- complex, weird, eccentric things? You know, what is it, rule 34 of the internet? Um, it's it's inexplicable. It's unknown. It's like, why? Why do we have these bizarre little things that we, we love to do that make us so happy? that just don't seem sensible whatsoever. I mean, why would whispering in someone's ear be important? You know, why would, why would life reward that? Uh, Part of it is that the universe, of course, has to be random. Part of it is that uh, nature and nurture, uh, our genes and our memes, uh, have to change over time and explore different things. And they have to they have to randomly mix together to generate novelty. Because sometimes, just sometimes, the novel stuff... Is actually really really useful for adaptation of life Um, you know when you mix together two genes from you know two different parents and there's a a random mutation in them and it mixes something together that's never before been seen you know maybe that generates an eyeball for example and that weird goopy strange creature that is an eyeball it's a very, very, very useful thing for life. And it's actually been generated in a bunch of different ways. Not all eyes came from the same organism originally. There are different ways of taking in light. And so this this random mutation of what makes us happy allows us to discover, allows life as a whole to discover, potentially new useful things. For example, alcohol. Um, You know, somebody at some point, whether it was a human or not a human, first started drinking fermented, you know, whatever, fruits, and it got them a little goofy. It made them happy in some way. And that started spreading. And while alcohol doesn't seem particularly useful in many ways. Um, it actually was very, very, very useful in certain, like, uh, I'm not sure exactly what the time period was, but in like medieval London or something like that, when the water was so polluted because they didn't really have sewage treatment and people were just dumping everything into the streets which went went into the water supply and people were drinking that water because they were thirsty it spread things like the plague but the people who were drinking beer all the time instead of water were okay because they were so happy drinking the beer that it actually saved them so these weird little bizarre things that don't seem sensible and, and you know sometimes oftentimes they're not they're they're not at all useful Um, in the long run they're you know just not very important but sometimes those random weird things that that get mixed up into our happiness and trigger something important trigger something in us that make us happy end up being very important in the grand scheme of things that we want to preserve so the universe is testing things out life evolution tests things out all the time and only the stuff that ends up being very useful gets kept for a long time or for the most part um but to get there we have to have these weird little oddities of happiness uh to tell us you know hey try this thing out maybe it'll save your life one day you know maybe asmr whispering (laughs) videos will save someone's life someday i don't know i mean possibly it already has. Uh, If you know know of anything, you can comment on it or something. Let me know about it. Um, But anyway, uh, the other thing that makes us happy, in addition to these random mutation weirdnesses, uh, is the brain predictability. This is something that our brain does when it When it tries to figure out how the universe works you know because that's something that's important to life you know the more we can predict what will happen the better it is the more we can actually interact with the world in a in a successful way and produce more life and continue the species and the 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 life the whole concept of life on the whole biological thing on um And so we get this, this boost of reward, um, first, when we anticipate something happening, um, that's the, that's the anticipation, you know, the excitement, that's that kind of happiness. There's the, there's the, I'm expecting, I have predicted that something will happen and it's not even necessarily something good. It can be something neutral or it can even be something bad sometimes, um, the whole Schadenfreude, Schadenfreude, however you pronounce that word, you know, sometimes it, it it's not so much important what happens. I mean, horror movies, for example. Um, some people love going to horror movies, and it's the it's the predicting of something correctly. Um, well, it's first there's the predicting of it, and being sure of your prediction. Um, or being more than like 50% sure, I had believed that was the statistic that, that some scientists actually discovered, that it had to be more than 50% likely. And then your, your anticipation, um, enjoyment, excitement levels would go up in the brain. And then there is the confirmation of that, which is a, a different set of reward system, which is the... Ah, yes I got it right I was proved right Um, so those are two things that can actually be worked with that can lead you to getting more happiness that's possibly the only one that you can really work with of all of these different types I mean the happiness that you get from you know the basic needs and and being comfortable um, you can't really work with um I mean drugs can do that, you know, certain psychotropic drugs and and, and um uh, sort of uh drugs that work on like pain sensors and stuff, you can turn down that kind of stuff, uh opiates and things. Um but other than that you don't I mean, that's a little dangerous because you actually need to know what's going on in your body and you wanna be connected to your body as much as possible. Um, so you don't really wanna mess with that reward system. And you can't really mess with the, the random, goofy, experimental things that, <laughs> uh, that just pop up that you have no idea why something is so interesting and exciting to you and makes you happy. But the prediction part, that you can really work with um, in a couple of ways. First of all, you can actually study research, you know, the science of the patterns of life and how things work and just generally get better at predicting things. Um I mean that's why that's why they say that, you know, the 10,000 hours to make an expert. Um it's just observation. It's just watching and testing things out and saying, "Okay, when we have these factors in a situation, um you know, the likely outcome is such and such." And Just generally knowing what the average outcome is of anything, the more you watch it, um, the more you observe something, uh, the more you learn about it, and the more you get capable of predicting what's going to happen next. That's the expertise part. So there's that. You can obviously work on that, and we do that our whole lives. Most of us find something that we're fascinated by and that we study, whether that's something as... You know social as just studying our partners or studying our children or studying our parents or our teachers or politicians or whatever we can study other human beings and see what they do um, and then we get to know them and we can feel more comfortable around them because they're more predictable because we understand them um so it can be something like that or it can be something far more complicated um you know such as such as I don't know cosmology, and you can say I'm gonna study how stars work, and and then when you encounter a real star, you know, in the in the uh, telescope, and you measure it, and you can say, aha, it's behaving the same way I predicted. Um, so you can work on that, the expertise, you know, pick the things that that you're curious about and study them, and then you get better at predicting how they're gonna work. And then there's the other thing, that last little bit, which is the the confirmation of being right part. And that's probably the hardest one to work on, but still possible. And that one is learning to predict the unpredictable. Um, That's, uh, if you've heard anything about Nassim Taleb, I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce his name, but uh, Nassim Taleb and his... um, I'm blanking on the name of it. It's the... I want to say the golden egg. I'm sure you're all screaming out loud. It's the something... White Swan. Um, uh, and he's a... I'm not sure... He's not an economist, I don't think, but he's an investor or something like that. And he's made a whole lot of money. Um, the Black Swan. I said White Swan. I mean the Black Swan. Basically the rarity. You want to bet on the rare, ugly duckling kind of thing. You know, the the thing that's going to go wrong for everybody else everybody else is predicting that something's going to go right for them and nasim taleb made his money on predicting that at some point things are going to go wrong for everyone and then he's going to make he's going to bet on that thing so if you learn to predict the edges the the uh, long tail As well as the middle part so you predict the whole bell curve of possibility as much as you can if you if if you're aware of that whole range of things that might happen while also knowing what's likely to happen but but still you know just being aware that the rest of it could happen too then you're always gonna be right 100% guaranteed If you expect the unexpected sometimes, then you're always going to be right. Because if you expect both the expected and the unexpected, the whole range of everything, you expect the normal and the weird to happen in general proportion of the bell curve. The normal stuff is going to happen most of the time, but then the weird stuff is going to happen some of the time then you're going to be 100% right. And that last little bit of happiness, that last little bit of happiness might just be what sends you over the edge into an enlightenment stage of being. Just a thought. So I'm going to leave you with something unexpected. And uh, hopefully it makes at least some people happy. It doesn't make you happy can just stop this now and go send me an email or something that says yeah that didn't make me happy turtle or come visit me on reddit or if you do like it you listen to the whole thing let me know too or not um, if you do want to find me uh, my email is the wise turtle at gmail.com t-h-e-w-i-s-e-t-u-r-t-l-e at Gmail, gmail.com, and I'm also over on Reddit as username turl, T-U-R-I-L, so if you go to reddit.com slash user, U-S-E-R, slash T-U-R-I-L, you can see all of my posts, um, many of which aren't that interesting, but if you look way over on the right-hand side, if you're on a regular, um, computer browser, um, on the way on the re- right-hand side, somewhere in the sidebar, there's a list of my, um, discussion communities that i host and if you look for holistic enchilada with a w or if you look for uh the examined life both of those two communities are uh, ones that i've set up for people talking about philosophy and ideas and the future of the human race and all kinds of interesting things um, so you can join me over there for some discussion if you want um Right now I'm going to I'm going to s- sort of end this before I end it and I'm going to leave you with a little song because it makes me happy. Sing sing a song make it simple to last your whole life long don't worry that it's not good enough for anyone else to hear just sing sing a song sing sing a song sing out loud sing out strong sing of good things not bad sing of happy not sad sing sing a song yes i know that was terrible but i sang it And it made me happy. And I hope it made you happy. In some form or another. Even if you're totally laughing at how terrible that was. I'm actually not that bad a singer. But a cappella without any backup. And without any noise. I guess I'm pretty bad. (laughs) Alright. Well I'm going to leave you with that. And I'm going to say namaste. And happy Valentine's Day. And I hope you find some. Bizarre, crazy, delightful thing that makes you happy every single day of your life. And I also help you predict that everything that could possibly happen will happen so that you're always right. All right. Namaste.